Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. My name is Ed Cunningham and I will be your host for today. I don't tell people my name on the podcast. We've been, what, 40-something episodes now? And I never introduced myself apart from the first episode, so I thought I'd give it a go again, just so you know who I am. Uh, And of course, that's Ed Cunningham. Enough of that waffle. Today's episode... As you can tell by the title is I'm going to teach you how to read and tell you a couple of books that are going to get you there. How to become a reader, how to remember what you read, how to build the reading habit, good practices whilst you're reading. And then I'm going to review Limitless by Jim Quick along the way and A Bit of Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, before we get into the shenanigans with the books, let's have a little word from our sponsors. Now, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp provide an online therapy service. So it's licensed counsellors, psychologists, psychotherapists who you can connect with in under 48 hours. If you feel that the time is right to really take charge of your mental health, you're probably not alone. And going to therapy is a great step for that. Obviously, I think reading is great for your brain but sometimes you need that little bit more and you need someone with a non-biased perspective to chat to about your life about what's going wrong about what maybe even potentially what's going right i think therapy is just as good when your life is going well as it is when it's not going so well so if you think it's time to take charge of your mental health and you want to get that not necessarily at a cut price but cheaper than it would be through normal private face-to-face sessions then you can use better help they've helped millions of people across the world with their mental health and i've linked up with them to get you 10 percent off your first month so if you just head to www.betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read the link will be in the description below you get 10 percent off your first month so break that down if you think it's time to take charge of your mental health go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and that's 10% off of your first month. You can thank me later if you do that because therapy has changed my life for the better and I can't recommend it enough to people. So, back to the books. I wanted to talk about Limitless by Jim Quick. Jim Quick is a guy in America who seems to be helping loads of celebrities it seems like he's got a lot of celebrity friends actually even will smith is his mate apparently and he helps him how to retain information more how to remember more of what they read how to read faster and as i was reading the book it made me think a little bit more about atomic habits by james clear because it's all well and good being able to remember what you read but if you're not reading in the first place and you don't have that habit set then obviously you can't remember what you're not reading So I'm going to go into Atomic Habits just to begin with. Atomic Habits is a brilliant book by a man called James Clear. It's a very, very easy read and it's split into quite short chapters and it's got a lot of very interesting sort of evidence to back up all of the ideas that he has. I think it took him about three or four years to write and and to to produce Atomic Habits is what it is today, which is a multi-million copy bestseller. The main bit that we need, people listening to this podcast as readers, is to know how to build a habit. Now, there's four laws of building a habit. You've got to make it obvious. You've got to make it attractive. You've got to make it easy. And you've got to make it satisfying. So when we're looking at the obvious, 
we're talking about the cue. What is going to be your cue to get this new habit in place? And there's a brilliant technique in the book called habit stacking. You, some people may remember me speaking about this before because I've recommended Atomic Habits quite a bit. So it's where you say, after X, I will do Y. And the example that I usually do for building a reading habit would be, before X, I will do Y. So we flip it on its head a little bit. And the example that I would use for X there is say, before I clean my teeth in the morning, or let's say before I have a shower, I will do Y. And Y in this case will be reading. Now, it's up to you how long you want to read for. It's recommended to start small. Because you're not going to say, right, before I clean my teeth in the morning, I'm going to read for an hour. Because you might have some mental fatigue before you've even got going in the morning. And that's not good. So I would recommend just starting like 10 or 15 minutes because that 10, 15 minutes can rapidly turn into 20, 30 minutes in the morning once you've built this habit in for sure. Because you'll you'll probably like what you're reading, right? And when you like what you're reading, you're going to want to read more. It's it's a strange snowball effect. And then you start reading more and then you might end up like me and just have a podcast about books. But obviously, if you do end up doing that, make sure it's not as good as mine because uh, I don't want the competition if I'm being completely honest. So the other things here. So let's make it attractive. Now, how do we make it attractive? Well, look, if you don't do your reading in the morning, you can't clean your teeth. So you've got stinky breath. I feel like I'm, I'm repeating myself a little bit here from a previous episode, but for those of you that are new and listening, I'm going to give it to you here. If you don't clean your teeth in the morning, you might not know this, but your breath will stink, meaning that when you speak to people, they're less likely to want to speak to you again. And they're probably less likely to, staying on subject here, make a habit of speaking to you again. I'm hoping that you're keeping up and that you, you've got the message here. So keep it easy. And make sure that there is some sort of like negative reinforcement at the end. So if you don't do it, you're in trouble. They call this, like the, there's the cardinal rule of behavior changes, which is something that James Clear goes on about in Atomic Habits. And he says, what is immediately rewarded gets repeated. So let's think of like a dog. When you're training a dog and you're teaching them how to sit, you instantly give them a treat. And then over time... When you say sit, the dog will sit and you don't even have to give him a treat anymore. So at the start, when you're starting your reading habit, like give yourself rewards. Cleaning your teeth might be good, but once you've really built your reading habit, maybe say, oh, look, once I've read five books, I'm going to buy myself this thing that I really want. Because you're actually investing in yourself there. It's like you're paying yourself for learning and you could learn things in five books that will change your life for the better that is as well i'm sure you could probably learn things that will change your life for the worse but just don't get those books uh make sure you get me to read those books before you head into them so track your habits as well that is one thing get a little table and just tick off each day it is so satisfying being able to tick things off when you're starting a new habit because you get to see them all link up in a row. And once you've got maybe a couple of weeks together, you look back to the start, what you're doing, you've probably come quite a long way. Like your habit might, it's probably about halfway through being set in. So that's, that's all for me in terms of building a reading habit. Um, Atomic Habits, I've spoken about it loads. I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't read it, it can help you in 
all different parts of life not just reading like it helped me build a meditation habit i've just recently started doing sudoku in the morning i know i sound like i'm 50 years old um i'm not i'm still 25 so yeah you can build all sorts of habits as boring or as exciting as you like but you'll be armed with the tools to make sure that those habits stick if you read atomic habits so let's get back into limitless Limitless by Jim Quick. We've already explained who he is. We already explained that he's got loads of celebrity friends, which I think has probably helped him um, publish this book. I was very disappointed with the first part of the book. I did it for the October Book Gang, and I'd said on a video to those guys, like, I'm, I'm not impressed with the book. I'm not particularly keen on continuing to read it because it seemed like a little bit of a ploy for us the, as the readers to buy into his courses that he sells online for thousands of dollars there's literally a course online from him that teaches you how to read and you have to pay a thousand dollars for it it blows my mind i'll probably come out with one one day but it definitely won't be a thousand dollars once i've learned everything that i need to learn and once i can impart that knowledge onto people i will come up with a course just to make sure that no one has to buy a course for a thousand dollars i'll just make it cheap as chips um well maybe more than like a pack of chips but yeah well i mean it's not going to be a thousand dollars you're definitely gonna be able to afford it but without the need for a course you get this podcast for free and i'm going to give you some of the top tips that i pulled out from limitless because as the book progressed i did learn some things that i did quite enjoy in the book although just a side note there was one chapter that was on brain food and he was just talking about all things that are really good for your brain in terms of eating and i didn't buy the book um so that i could know what to eat i quite like eating chocolate oranges for lunch and everyone knows i have peanut butter and eggs on toast every single morning so i'm not about to change what i eat just to make my brain better um i'll read the books and continue to eat what i like to eat you know but that that part of the book i didn't rate so i thought i'd just get that in there that was another part of the book that I didn't like and all the false promises. But that being said, like obviously it's a long book, it's 200 and something pages, like 280 pages. So there is stuff to learn in there. One of the things he talks about is mindset. So when he was younger, he fell off a radiator in kindergarten, hit his head. And from that point onwards, he was known as the boy with the broken brain. So after a long period of being known as the boy with the broken brain and many troubles in school that he goes into in the book, we quite there are a couple of interesting stories in there, um, but they're not, they're not that interesting in in terms of my review. That part of the book not so great. So he has to play to his strengths. He's a slow learner. That was his label. So how is he going to fix that problem? So it sent him on almost like his life's mission to work out how to learn better, how to retain more information and improve all comprehension. He needed to upgrade his brain. That's what he needed to do. And though there are some tips and tricks in the book on how to do that, but one thing is about mindset. Now, people think about geniuses and they think about, oh, they're born with this talent and they're born with this and they're born with that. When the reality is they, they may have some sort of privilege that gets them ahead of others. But if you're a genius, it takes some hard work. Like I've started loads of things 
in the last couple of years that are going to take some hard work before I'm good at them. And one of the main things is falling in love with the process. So like skateboarding, shit at it. Jiu-jitsu, not very good. Sudoku, I've just started. I'm really struggling. But it's important that you keep trying it because you enjoy the process of getting better. So it's not, people aren't just given these talents. There are very few cases where they are, but you've just got to work hard. So there's a fable in the book about a king and the king is holding a dinner one day and a magician turns up and he puts on his show and the king's there clapping away saying, oh my God, that man is a born genius. What a talent that is. And one of the elders in his kingdom says, oh no, you have to respect the hard work that's put into him for, for mastering that craft. And the king disagrees with him and says, look, that is talent, that is born. There's nothing, you can't tell me any different. So he throws this guy in the dungeon and this is the dungeon's obviously under the castle. I don't need to tell you that, but I have anyway. And he puts him in there with two baby pigs to keep him company. So the old man just starts walking up and down the stairs to the dungeon with the pigs in his hand every single day. And obviously as time goes on, those baby pigs mature. They become adolescents and they then become adults. So in turn, the man gets stronger and bigger. And a couple of years down the line, the king goes down to the dungeon to check up on the man that he threw in there a couple of years ago. And he sees this big, strong powerhouse of a man. And he says, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe you were born this way. It's insane. The moral of that fable that I've absolutely butchered there is that hard work is what's going to get you where it's needed. And here's the thing about learning and reading. When you're reading to learn, like it is meant to be hard. We get better at whatever we repeatedly do. You know when people go to the gym and they start by lifting a certain weight. Like it's not just an easy process to getting stronger. It is difficult. And the same thing happens with reading. So you're not going to get smarter by having an easy time. It's meant to be difficult. It's meant to take effort. And that way we can all be geniuses. I'm hoping that when you're a genius after you've implemented everything that I talk about in this podcast, you're still going to listen to me chatting shit. Um, but if you're a genius and that makes you too smart to listen to a need to read, then I suppose I've kind of enabled that. Um, I'll obviously take credit for it. Um, so I'll just say now, actually, you're welcome um, because what I'm about to tell you is going to improve your reading forever. So let's start with setting yourself up and when you set yourself up we have to remember the faster method now the faster method will take you from starting reading where you're going to sit how, what's your mindset going to be to what you're going to do when you're done with it so we use the faster method now the f is for forget you need to forget everything you need already know you need to approach it with a beginner's mind Pretend you know nothing and absorb all the information. The second, the A, is for act. You've got to be active with what you learn. You've got to put it into practice. And you've got to be prepared to put in hard work to, say, so your learning shifts about mindset and there are exercises you need to do. You've got to be active with those. The S in faster is for state. You've got to check in with yourself before you read. If you're going to be reading annoyed, 
this is when you're trying to learn by the way not if you're just reading a novel but it probably does apply to just general reading think about your emotions are you pissed off about something that happened earlier are you just is your mind elsewhere you've got to set yourself up so you're in the right emotional state the t in faster is for teach this is a method i used when i first started reading because when i was working at my previous job whatever i'd learn i'd try and put into a presentation to give to the team that i was in it helped me learn by teaching so tell others what you've learned it will really really help because it gets your active recall up and that's good it means you remember a bit everyone's going to think you're way smarter when you can remember what you read e in faster is for enter so you've got a planet in your diary it sounds really weird and it sounds really structured but if you just put down a 20 minute slot in your diary each day to read like we do in the mornings um, before cleaning your teeth like i said earlier or if you schedule in 20 minutes when you're on your lunch break if you put it in your diary and hold yourself accountable and the r in faster which for those of you that can spell is the last letter in the word is for review you've got to review what you read when you get to the end of the chapter write down your takeaway and then say you wake up the next day one thing i do is i write down what i learned the day before and i review it and check it against my notes the previous day and it is helping me remember what i've read so that is the faster method so i hope you enjoyed that i thought that was quite good we've got purpose procrastination and pomodoro so there's three p's that i'm going to go into right now and i'm going to start with procrastination now we all know we should probably read more even i could do with reading a little bit more there was an old russian psychologist in like the 1920s called zaganik and there's a thing called the zaganik effect so people are more likely to remember things once they've been interrupted because they're actively trying to remember it now when it comes to procrastination we're going to avoid the things that we know are probably good for us i don't know why we do it just as humans that's what we do so when it comes to procrastination with reading people are just going to avoid it no matter what what you've got to do is when you think about starting to read just pick up a book even if you just read one or two pages it's not difficult once you're reading to read it's difficult to start reading now this goes back to the Zaganik effect that we were talking about at the start. So the study that Zaganik ran was because she was in a restaurant and the waiters were walking past and she noticed that the ones that were getting interrupted were far more likely to remember what was ordered than those that weren't. And imagine your brain is like a funnel. So you've got all your thoughts and your ideas, you've got that one big thought and it's about to go through the funnel but someone chucked something else in there whatever that sub like subsequent task is you're still not going to forget about that main task because that's blocking up your brain so let's take that to reading you think about reading you then don't block up your brain because you read straight away whereas if you think about it it's going to be in your head in your head in your head until the point that you just ignore it until the next day but if you get it out of the way then you make space for a lot of other ideas and opportunities for you to do things during the day i hope that that makes sense if it doesn't 
Jim Quick explains it far better than I could in the book. Uh, it's not a very long part of the book either. Go on to one of the other peas. Now, Pomodoro. This is a method, almost like Tabata. Almost sounds like the same kind of word. It's got that, I don't know what to call it, but you know what I mean. The Pomodoro method is 25 minutes of reading, 5-minute break. 25 minutes reading or study, 5-minute break. That is when your brain is at its most efficient to remember things. So you take a nice 5-minute break, completely put, put aside what you've been learning, and then get back to it after 5 minutes. Really good method. I've been using it. I quite like it because you do get brain fatigue when you read for like 45 minutes, an hour at a time. So if you're learning something, especially non-fiction, that Pomodoro method is definitely useful. And the third P, and probably most important one, is purpose. Like why are you reading that book? What do you want to get from it? Without a purpose, you're just aimlessly reading. That means you're never going to finish it or you just won't want to finish it. So what are you reading for? For me, like I'm reading more because I my curiosity is just peaked the whole time. I just want to learn things as much as I can. And it's like a snowball effect. As soon as I start learning about one other thing, it will open a door to learn about something else. So what are you reading for? Are you reading business books so you can learn about a business? Are you reading sales books so you can get better at your job so you can provide a different life for yourself for your loved ones work out what it is you're reading for and just remember that keep that in mind when you start because there's going to be times when you can't be bothered i'm talking about reading as if it's one of the most taxing things out there and for some people it is so finding that purpose as to why you're doing it is really important there's another couple of tips that I want to give you for reading about scheduling your distractions, almost like the Pomodoro method, but but not quite. Let's think about the biggest distraction that we all have available to us, probably the distraction that you're listening to me on right now, our phones. Don't read with your phone in the room. I can't stress enough how important that is or chuck it on airplane mode. Um, I've said this before in emails, but you're probably far less important than you think you are in terms of people being able to get hold of you. They can wait an hour, they can wait half an hour, they can wait 20 minutes, you'll be fine. Um, unless someone's going into labour or something like that, probably keep your phone on then. But other than that, no excuses, just turn your phone onto airplane mode because when you get that buzz through when you're reading, even though you may have the willpower to not check it if you remember the deep work episode i spoke about willpower being a finite resource and you only have so much during a day so you don't want to use up your willpower to not eat a chocolate orange for lunch by not checking your phone when you're reading back to what i was talking about attention residue so when that phone goes off and it buzzes your brain is instantly attached to it even if you're going to ignore it a little bit of your mind is going to stay focused on the fact that there's something there that you need to know. Your brain is telling you that you need to know it. So there is a bit of attention residue left over there. Moral of that story, get your phone out of the room. Capiche? Now the biggest thing that I got from this book was speed reading. 
now i don't i don't really like speed reading um it's it's probably not for me but it's interesting to see what you can do when you put your words to it now i'm an average speed reader 250 words per minute now if you want to work out how many words you do here's the exercise so grab your pen and paper and write this down run a timer for two minutes and start reading note where you start and note where you finished and when you've finished put a little mark on the page work out the average amount of words in like 10 lines so count up the words in 10 lines divide that by 10 and then count how many lines you read in that two minutes times that by whatever that average is per line let's say it's 10 and then divide that by two and then you have your average reading speed per minute now the method to get faster at reading it sounds really really simple and it's what you probably did as a kid when you were learning to read is you move across the page with your finger annoyingly if you've got a kindle this is going to be really difficult because you'll end up just turning the pages every time you touch the screen so it's far better when you've got a physical book but my reading speed went from 250 words per minute to 480 words per minute although it was a little bit harder but like we said it is meant to be hard when you're learning so give that exercise a go see what your reading speed is and see what it can be and i think you'll probably pleasantly surprise yourself with how fast you can read and how much you actually retain from what you read when you really put your mind to it because the theory here by jim quick is that if you're reading faster you're going to remember more because as you read slow your mind wanders and the metaphor he uses is driving along in a car so if you're driving along a slow road you're taking in the scenery you're having a look if you're driving fast on the motorway like your whole focus is on the road you don't want to crash you don't want to get crashed into but you're still taking everything in but you're more focused but this method probably would be pretty good say you're at university or you're just revisiting a chapter in a book and you want to just rush through it use use your finger honestly you might look like a child but there's a reason that they teach you to read in that way because it's the most effective way of doing it and i mean if anyone thinks you look like a kid for doing it then fuck them who cares doesn't matter what you look like when you read just as long as you're enjoying it guys that's the main thing so all in all let me talk about the books atomic habits we've already said about that brilliant book i recommend that to everyone it's fantastic limitless by jim quick first 70 pages pretty shit next 70 all right last 140 excluding about 10 pages on food were brilliant if you really want to upgrade your reading levels i've told you a lot of what's in there but i've also left out a lot because obviously i'm not just it's very hard to chuck that into like 10 15 minutes of talking about the book so if you if you're studying and you want to learn how to study better like probably get the book skip out the first part head straight to the good stuff at the end if not there's a lot of jim quick's resources on the internet um you can see his ted talks where he talks about things so if you can't be bothered to buy the book and spend the time on it and you feel like you've got enough from this podcast there's loads online and jim quick 
has done talks on loads of different podcasts which you can just pull the information from um or of course guys you can sign up to his thousand dollar courses um probably wouldn't recommend it though because it seems like an awful lot of money to get stuff that you can probably get for a lot cheaper or for free on the internet i've just started a course from the daily stoic on like learning to read and that was a hundred dollars and i felt a little bit annoyed when i first spent that hundred dollars but from what i've got from the course it is good um to share that with you i'm there's just little tasks and exercises that you do each day and one of them is working out how many books you can read for the rest of your life and that's a really good um, exercise to do so work out your average reading thing for the last like six months or so let's say you haven't read all year but you have six months so how many books you've read in the last six months times that by two and then i mean whenever you think you're going to die whether you think that's 70 60 hopefully not 60 or 70 actually uh whether you're in your 80s kind of work it out i know it's a bit morbid but it's only your brain making it up and you can see how many books you're likely to read before the end of your life uh, i was optimistic said i'll probably die at 85 and i think i could read it was like 2900 and something more books now i am going to be so smart when i'm 85 it's going to be a joke if i read that many books so it's only really encouraged me to read more because the more i read the smarter i get the better my life is i'm pretty happy with that and i would love to be able to say at the end of my life that i've read like thousands of books that would be pretty cool um, I mean, there's way more cooler things to do in life than that, but that would be a nice thing to add um, to my list of things that I've done in life. So thanks for listening to me waffling on. I just want to say a big shout out to everyone that listens to the episodes, everyone that likes stuff on Instagram, everyone that shares stuff is super, super, super humbling that everyone's enjoying it so much. It's great. Thank you very, very much. If you can keep sharing, keep telling your friends about the podcast, then I'll love you even more from afar, of course, because COVID and stuff like that. But I really, really do appreciate it. So anyone that shares the episodes, shout out to you. Anyone that's just listens to the episodes, shout out to you as well. I'll put links for both of those books in the description of the episode, but I'll obviously give you the stoic thought of the week. So this week's stoic thought of the week, I thought I'd keep it on the topic of reading here and I've searched one out by Epictetus from the book, The Art of Living. He says, don't just say you have read books, show that through them you have learned to think better and to be a more reflective person. Books are the training weights of the mind. They are very helpful, but it'd be a bad mistake to suppose that one has made progress simply by having internalized their contents. Okay, back to me. Ed is back. It's not Epictetus speaking anymore. You need to put into practice what you're reading. If you're reading about philosophy, try and live by that way. If you're reading about how to read better, put that into practice. If you're reading about habits, try and build some new habits. Practice what you're reading because that is when it can be most powerful. I hope you've really enjoyed today's episode. I'd really appreciate it if you're on Apple Podcasts, chuck a mirror at view. That would be legendary. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Same with Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please do your bit for me. Tell your friends about it. Put it on your Instagram story. Tag me. 
I'll repost it. Everyone will be happy, including me, including you. Everyone's a winner. But that's it from me for today. I've got one final word from our sponsors at puresportcbd.com. If you have heard of CBD, you probably heard me talking about it the last few episodes. It's helped me with my sleep. It's helped me with my anxiety. It helps people with a whole host of different things. You can find out what it can help you with by doing the quiz on puresportcbd.com. And if you decide that CBD is going to be right for you, you can get 20% off by being in a need-to-read listener. Don't say I don't treat you. It's a need-to-read 20. The information will be in the description of the episode for that. So if you fancy it, it's there for you. I've got lots of exciting episodes coming up with lots of good guests. You're going to enjoy them. So take it easy. I'll be back soon. I hope you all have a fantastic week, day, night, next three minutes. Who cares? I hope you have a good whatever. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye.